love and lust. Hello and welcome to Love and Lust. My name is Anna Lefebvre. Love and Lust is a podcast about sex and relationships, viewing discretion, and listening discretion is definitely, definitely, definitely advised. The guest that I have on is going to be unmade. And it's going to be just an audio podcast. So for everyone on YouTube, it's just audio. Um, we're going to talk about something called sex clubs. So I have a little confession before I introduce our guest, which we're going to keep her name as uh, Jane Doe. Um, I, back in 2020, uh, I think it was um, January, I tried to go to one out here in Los Angeles. But what I didn't realize is that you have to get on a waiting list for the ones out here in Los Angeles. So I wanted to go to one and then it was 2020, January, very end of January. And obviously we know what happened in 2020 with COVID, wasn't able to go to one. And you know, things in LA are still a little bit on the timid side towards COVID, which everyone has their right to be or not to be about COVID. That's everyone's prerogative. But um, we're going to talk to somebody who's actually been to one since I didn't get to go to one. And I want to know all the details. So first of all, Jane Doe, mm-hmm. we're going to ask, we're going to talk about what the fuck is a sex club. So I'm going to come from a person who has never experienced a sex club in my life. This is purely for the very beginners out there. Um, So initial impressions, it's really intimidating. You don't know really what to expect, but it's really just like a liberating free for all as as far as like what can be done, what you can do, what you can explore, exhibitionism, um, dungeons, uh, playrooms, anything. Dungeons, playrooms, anything. Nice. Okay. So that's what the sex, the sex club is. Can you go by yourself or do you have to go with people? Can you come with multiple people? So, um, the one primarily here is really just for, um, couples. Okay. Which they do their pricing that way. So it's cheaper for a couple to go in. If you're a single woman, you can go in and it's like 20 bucks. But if you're a single man, it's like $200. So, kind of keeps out <laughs> creepy men if you, so be it um anything that closes the wage gap i'm into it i'm just kidding <laughs> exactly right <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding guys so and then it's really just like a place where swingers can go ahead and you know explore other body types other um types of you know different people i mean where you wouldn't naturally see that in your own life you can go and experience it there so if you are, I don't know if you know the answer to this, um, I'm going to ask, uh-huh. if you are single and you're going by yourself, is there an opportunity to meet up with other people and do what you do there? Or is there just like an observation room or? So definitely there's opportunity um, as a single woman that I saw. Okay. Um, but if you're a single man, obviously like they do like a 10 to one ratio. So for every 10 couples that go in, one single male can go in. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. yeah. So, oh, wow. so it's more flooded with females. 
Um, and okay. you know, usually it's um, when you go to the playrooms and stuff like that, or you can take them to the pool area, wherever you're feeling a little frisky, you can go ahead and kind of just entertain that third party. Interesting. That's really interesting with the whole the men ratio and everything like that. So how do you find uh, um, a sex club? <laughs> well, I really, I, I found it through word of mouth. And, okay. but if you're like on FetLife or anything like that, those are really the people that are in the know. So that really kind of just has a whole community that, you know, if you are into kinks, that's the place to be. That's the place to find out where these places exist. So I have, okay, I have a sidebar. So I have a friend, he's always picking on me. He's like telling me like new words, like pegging. It's not a new word, but he's telling me words. And he's laughing at me. He was like, how do you have a sex and relationship podcast and you don't know all this shit? I'm like, dude, I just have sex, okay? I don't need to know all this shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to know all right. of it, right? So right. no, no, but it's, um, with the sex clubs, there are there like, do you have to sign up for like different rooms? Like for instance, mm -hmm. if there's like a, a room where I'm not, um, like there's swings or dungeons, whatever, do you have to sign up for it or they have a capacity ability or how do you like get into the room or the desire or kink that you want? Okay. So one of the things like I found out and train that. So like you go, you can put your stuff away or you can you utilize one of the rooms that are there on premises because they have like hotel rooms that you can stay in. Okay. But, um, how thoughtful one of the, I know. And they have different themes so they can have a sex swing in one of the rooms. People will go directly just for those rooms. Um, but anyway, so going into say as a brand new person, never really understood like what kinks I like, what I did and didn't like, so to speak. Um, going in and seeing like the dungeon you just walk in it's not really like anybody's regulating it um you just kind of go in and you're observing and then you can go in and jump in it's not uh you have to sign up or anything like that it's just you just start partaking now i will say this when i walked in i was really intimidated because i was just like oh this girl's being like this girl's on a leash over here. This girl's getting her ass whooped. This girl is on like a horse thing and she's getting her ass like tagged with a leather thing. I'm like, ooh. Um, and then they have like knife clay and shit like that too. So if people are into that. Um, and I just remember thinking, okay, either I'm gonna like this stuff or I'm not. And when I saw that girl getting her pussy lips yanked on, I said, oh hell no. That is not gonna be me. I was like, I'm not, I don't think I wanna do this. I think I wanna go play, but not play so hard like this. So definitely it gives you the exposure you want, but um, it's up to you on whether or not you partake. Yeah, to each your own. I mean, we all like different things and who's to say what's more crazy than the next. Like that's not something I'm not here to judge. Okay, so I'm gonna rewind back. You said, yeah. um, when I asked you a question about how to find the clubs, you mentioned mm -hmm. an app, was it an app? Start started with the H or something? It's a like? website, it's okay. FetLife. FetLife, okay. FetLife, I was close. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's like Fetish Life, but FetLife. 
Oh, okay. So that's where you mm -hmm. go to do all mm -hmm. that. Now, I want to go. Want to clear something up. Um, you were talking about like if you go to the dungeon, you can join in. So mm -hmm. you can join. Like when you go to the dungeon, explain the joining in. You can join in with other couples that are there, or so that like yes. so you know if you go into this certain area, that mm -hmm. if anyone that wants to come up and have sex with you, that's acceptable. So what it is at first is really just like the. I guess I want to say the, like the masochist part of um, that kink. And then off to the side are like, um, I want to say play areas to where you can explore sex. But this part was just mainly, you know, people being de degraded, people being um, their ass whooped, you know, just certain things like that. And then you can move on over to the area to where you can play if that makes sense. Yeah. So it was there within view to where you can bring over stuff to be able to be utilized and the couple has to agree. So it's yeah. not like you can just go up to them. You can't just be like, start touching people. Everything has to be consensual, which is really great. They really, you know, push for that. Okay. And then also um, like you, I, you said something that kind of like made an image in my head. So are there people that walk around that are part of the club that watch and make sure that everything's going according to the agreement of the, I'm going to call them players, of the players in the club? Yes. So they do have employees there. Um, there's, you know, and what a lot of people, or at least I know my friend's circle, whenever we talked about sex clubs, we're like, oh, those got to be like gross and disgusting, you know? But it's really just, um, it's, one of the cleanest places I've ever been, especially after COVID. But yes, they have employees there cleaning. They have um, towels, clean towels for you, clean sheets for you, all that stuff to make sure that everything is as clean as possible. And how big was this place <laughs> that you were at? I'm just so curious. Is it like oh. Ikea big or is it like Chili's big? <laughs> it, it's like an Ikea building, like two Ikea buildings. Oh shit. So. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. They have 130 rooms from what I remember. And that's just for like people to stay on premises. They have a nightclub. They have an outdoor area with the pool and jacuzzi, um, like two outdoor bars. Um, they have- the So you can rooms. drink. Oh yeah. But I'm yes. pretty sure probably in different states, they probably have different rules with drinking and that. I'm gonna, I'm going to assume, cause I remember back in, don't ask me why, why. I mean, you guys have to listen to the rest of my podcast for you to know why I know this, but I know in Florida, mm -hmm. if you're fully naked, you cannot have alcohol in strip clubs. But if you're, it's a bikini club, you can have alcohol. Why do I know this? Cause if you listen to my podcast, you would know that was a stripper for eight hours in a bikini club. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I, I had to pay the bills. I, had to, I went to USF, go Bulls, and I had to pay the bills. So I'm not, not even a shit, I love it. But anyhow, um, so yeah, so you can drink alcohol at this one. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, there were people that were completely naked walking around. Like, and I want to say <clears throat> it is the most body positive environment I've ever been in. Like, so if you ever felt just somewhat not happy with your body, go there. People are like super encouraging, super complimentary. Like you can see like everybody's super confident about their body. So it's nice. really cool. Nice. Yeah. And it, it really is something that, you know, with everybody trying to change what beauty is and to make 
everything beautiful, like all shapes and sizes beautiful. That really is a place that like fosters and supports that. So besides the <laughs> pussy lips being pulled apart, which uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, so gl- <laughs> I'm so glad there's no video with this one because you guys would see how red my face is right now. Um, besides that, is there anything else that you were just like, uh, uh, I wish they could change or if I go to another one or go back, I wish it was a little bit different. Um, I think I would have explored a little bit more of the dungeon versus just kind of just being a bystander. I would have actually just allowed like me and my partner to do something or utilize whatever was there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause it was, I think he could sense I was a little apprehensive. And then when I saw those pussy lips being yanked, I was like, Oh, we, we, we got to go. We let's go do something else, you know? And then we ended up going to the club, which that's another thing. They have a DJ there. They're serving alcohol. And um, literally, you know, people are like, everybody's in either naked or in lingerie. There is no um, glam. There is, I mean, you can wear, you know, makeup and, and your hair done, but there, nobody there is like in full gear, trying to look through the nines, you know, to be impressive. It's, it's lingerie or nothing. Let's talk about cell phones. What's the role of cell phones? So you're not supposed to have your cell phone. Well, you're not allowed to have your cell phone to be able to take pictures. And what happens there stays there. Okay. Because you have so many different people from all walks of life that come. And if they're in corporate environments, obviously they don't want to be outed. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about condoms? So you have to supply your own. Definitely. Um, if you are going to play with any other, any other partners or whatever, definitely bring extra. They have lockers there to where you can go ahead and load up your, you know, two boxes if you need to, whatever, but you got, you you have, you you need to have enough ammo in the chamber. So, um, and, and you know, what also does happen is, you know, we were in the jacuzzi hanging out or whatever. And then, um, a couple had saw us and they came up to him and asked him like, Hey, you know, my wife wants to try you out. And he looked at me and he was like, you know, if this is, this is just about us. So I'm okay with just declining this under normal circumstances, you know, we, we would play. He's like, but you know, I'm going to go ahead and say no to this just because I want it to be just your experience tonight, which was nice. But yeah, that's how you get approached. And then they're usually like, Hey, do you got a condom? And if they don't, because some people go there without the expectation of actually playing. So they're not really prepared. Yeah. But you know, or it's their first time and they don't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, so I just went there. I was going to go with just looking. (laughs) That's what I was just going to do. And it was before I even started my podcast. So I was just kind of like on that tip where I just wanted to be wild and free and then Mm -hmm. go and see it. And I thought I was going to go. I was so disappointed that night. She was, and my friend was like, no, you have to be on a waiting list. Like, what does that mean? What is a waiting Mm -hmm. list? Do you not know I'm Anna Lefebvre? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Did you not tell him that? Did, like, you, yeah. did nobody did you announce know, it? No, no one know that, but I had my first <laughs> encounter with swingers uh-huh. this past, this summer was diabolical. It was really good, mm-hmm. but it also was diabolical. I had my first encounter with swingers this summer. I accidentally went to a swingers party. Did not know. 
<laughs> I, I did not know. I never knew what the um, upside pineapple was. And I uh -huh. didn't know about the upside pineapple until two weeks after when I was taking a picture, my friend had a town. She's like, oh, just let you know if he posts on IG, it's the, it's the upside down pineapple. You probably will get regrets to have slinging. Uh -huh. I was like, wait a minute. I probably uh -huh. should have known this the whole entire time. I've been single. <laughs> so, so I go I go to this um, party or whatever. I won't say exactly what state or where it's at. And I go and I'm having, you know, I'm, I can't, I come by myself. I come by myself because I knew one of the people there. And you know me, I'm, I'm loud. Yeah. I can have fun by myself. I don't need anybody else to, to be with me. So all of a sudden, one of the husbands comes up to me. And, but I'm also looking around like, why is there so many single females here? Mm -hmm. hmm. This is a little suspicious, right? My little spidey Gemini senses were going off. <laughs> then one of the husbands comes up to me and his giant ass friend comes up to next to me. I'm not going to go into too much detail since a lot of people listen to this damn podcast. Mm -hmm. And they're like, so you find my wife sexy? This is my uh -huh. friend. This is my friend. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> this is my wait, friend. It's like, wait, am I wait, yeah. am I supposed to? Like, yeah, I, what, like what is the right answer in this? She's very pretty, but I'm not no, it's a friend. <laughs> like so then they were like trying to they were trying to get me to swing with them. They wouldn't let me leave mm -hmm. the the party. I had mm -hmm. to literally sneak out of the house and run to my car. Oh my god. I don't know how I get into stories like this all the fucking time, it seems like. And I like I had to leave. And the thing was, um, somebody had let me out, but one the the, the giant dude who yeah. looked like he ate ogres for fucking breakfast. I'm not when I say giant, I'm talking about like seven foot. I am not oh my joking. God. I am not being like whatever. He had to be at least 350 pounds at that freaking height because he was not skinny. Uh -huh. And he was like watching me and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so scared. Okay. <laughs> so going back on that moment, it was very scary. Now I can laugh about it. But yeah, that was my first swinging moment. And then I realized two weeks later, because my friend didn't tell me that upside down pineapple. <laughs> Mad swingers. No. That, that, yes. Yeah. No. And then like I'm saying that. But I'm like, no, I don't want to swing. He's like, well, you don't find my wife pretty? No, I don't find you pretty. <laughs> I... I need to be attracted to both of them. I can't, I cannot. Exactly. But it's to each their own at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like some people are into that and having multiple, some people are into having orgies. Some people yep. already into, I feel like the sex club is an organized, I mean, I could be saying it wrong, but this is my personal opinion. It's an organized orgies if you go to those certain kind of levels. Yes, yes. So, so definitely to kind of like head that off as far as like orgies they when you go into the playroom you know you have like a huge shower which kind of reminds me of a locker room shower so everybody can shower together if they want to um and definitely you smell the sex you smell it it is just like yo this is getting real so you go grab your towel and your sheets and you go and you kind of just like walk around and there's rooms kind of off to the side and one huge room that has like I want to say like six queen size beds, if I can all shoved together and they have like sheer curtains and couches all around them. So you can sit and watch people have sex in front of you. Like they are literally three feet away from you having sex, enjoying their time. It's kind of like, you know, being in a window, like, you know, in a high rise and just mm -hmm. being in a window with nothing on it and just, you know, doing your business with whoever you're yep. doing your business with. So that fantasy can kind of get like, you know, resurrected in a very yep. safe manner. 
Yes. Yes. So, yeah. It, the, what's cool is that it's like, it's very consensual, you know, nobody's like, oh my God, you know, I can't believe, you know, they saw us or whatever. No, everybody kind of goes in with the understanding that if you choose to do it right here, there's going to be some visualization from mm-hmm. people around you. And then they also have like some stuff like set off in the back where it's a little bit more private. They have like a TV with like a casting couch sort of thing. So it's, you know, you can live out your porno fantasy, which is really cool. Um, But then they also have the little individual rooms, which I realized are open air and they do have like, they lock. So obviously nobody can just barge in on you and your partner. Um, They have two places inside those rooms to where if you wanted to have yourself, your partner and another couple play, you can do that too, okay? They also have windows which have like this tint on them and people can stand outside. They can hear everything because like I said, it's open air. They can hear everything that's going on and then they can also see you. But there's some sort of, I guess I want to say a little bit more privacy with that because it's not as easy to see them watching you, if that makes sense. Well, especially if you're shy too, mm-hmm. but you want to have that kind of, you know, exposure, but you know, you're kind of shy. Mm-hmm. So probably that fantasy can get, you know, kind of hit. Question, would mm-hmm. you go back? Definitely. I would definitely go back. Um, it's just a really cool environment. I don't know if I would do everything over again, but I definitely enjoyed every single moment of it. Um, you know, there was just really, there was so much to see. There was so much to see. I mean, I was there from, I want to say like 11 o'clock at night till 4.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. I mean, That's yeah, a it's time. a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, you know, a good enough time of that was having sex as well, you know, but um and playing but honestly like there was just so much to do there like your senses are going crazy and if you have sex and you get hungry you can go ahead and order some wings so (laughs) (laughs) if you get hungry and famished you need you need to recharge i'm gonna hold on i know where it's i know where the the place is at i'm not gonna say it but only at those kind of places and those kind of places that you can do that especially like certain places around that re- <laughs> that area. You can't do that out here, I don't think. Mm-mm. I don't think you could do that out here. <laughs> nope, so, nope. Top two advices for men, top two advices for women when they go to the sex club for the very first time. So I wanna say like for men, just be confident in what you have and what you're doing because obviously everybody's gonna be different sizes and capabilities be confident in you. I didn't think about Same, that. Yeah. Yep. Cause when, when you're with somebody who their size is definitely there, you get looks, you get looks. Um, and <laughs> it's a little bit funny and, and, and it's a little bit kind of like, Oh, okay. Um, but also with women be confident as well. Like you are considered a queen in this environment or the dirty slut doesn't matter each way you are you're the star of the show so and men really do cater to women in this environment or vice versa so um but yeah that would be that's probably like my number one for each one and then definitely 
try as much as you can and be as open as you can. Those are good tips because you kind of want to, you don't want to be sitting there and standing there judgmental like, oh my God, oh my, no, that's not a, it's not a place for you if you're going to do that. It really no, is. you have to have an open mind for sure. Um, because like I said, what might be somebody's kink might not be your kink and that's okay, but at least go and see what's out there. So that way, you know, you at least know what you can explore and, and kind of, I guess, expand your sexual horizons. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then, mm -hmm. you know, for couples that feel like they're stuck in a rut, might be a good Definitely. place just to get some wings and watch somebody else. You don't really have, you know, you don't have to do whatever you don't want to do. Any exactly. last comments or advice? This show has been very entertaining. Um, I just want to say like, you know, if anybody ever has the opportunity to do it, just go do it, explore. You never know what's out there for you. You never know what can't be for you in this instance. Um, and really just embrace the environment and be confident in who you are. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, guys, my name is Anna Lefebvre. I want to thank Jane Doe for coming on here. It's very brave to come out here and just be very vulnerable and free and, you know, express exactly the certain things that you expressed today. Um, guys, if you do not know by now, you are not a fan of Anna at all. But my book is out. It's called Look Like a Wifey, Fuck Like a Side Bitch. This is the first show I have produced and put out since my book and my book has been doing very well. I want to thank everyone who has been supporting me in my endeavors with this whole book. It has been a, such a, it's been a feat. But anyhow, my name is Anna Lefebvre. This is Love and Lust. Love and Lust is a podcast about sex and relationships. And I will see you lovers next Tuesday. Anna is out. Love and Lust. Lust, like I said, is a podcast about sex and relationships. If you guys would like to support Love and Lust, you can do so by purchasing merch. I have one of my shirts here. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's me. <laughs> it's me. But we have other stuff that doesn't have my face on it too. So we have coffee mugs, we have pillows and hoodies and all that stuff like that. So once again, my name is Anna Lefebvre and I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye now.